Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is episode 181 on a different note. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. And today we are going to have our final show of the summer of our special On a Different Note program that we ran this summer. And our final guest of the season is going to be Craig Greenberg. He is a musician and really a musician entrepreneur, very successful, um, has been producing his own albums, I think, since uh, 2007. We're really excited to have him on. We're going to talk about his music, his background, um, you know, what he has done in the music industry as the music business has evolved. It certainly isn't what it, it was 20 years ago. And a lot of people, like Craig, are sort of taking control of their own destiny and not relying simply on record labels to tell them what to do and what kind of music to write. So we're going to be talking to Craig about that. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Bob Hughes. And uh, right, before we get into the show, how you doing? <laughs> Um, before we get into the show, I just want to make a couple of announcements. We have some great giveaways coming up. We've got a Rich Gasperi interview tomorrow on the Understanding Business Program and a giveaway for his book. So a ton of great things coming up. We also have a giveaway for uh, The Beard Bro, just a ton of stuff. And that's all available. Well, you can find it all on utlradio.com, all the information, all the terms and conditions. So... Let's get right into today's show, and I'd like to uh, welcome you, Craig, to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Uh, my pleasure. Happy to be here. So, Craig, you have a, a pretty big following. You're a, a pretty successful musician, and you've done, from what I understand, most of this yourself. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've been uh, essentially uh, an independent artist for a number of years now, uh, self-released uh, three albums, and um, and yeah, built built my uh, my thing person by person, um, and uh, yeah, it's been a slow and steady build. But uh, now you see, uh, you you were you're self-published now. Were you were you with a label in the past and you had an experience, or have you always been the guy that did it himself? No, I've been independent. I have a, a, a publishing deal um, for my my first two albums, um, but uh, yeah. But other than that, I've, I've been I've been fully independent. Great. Now, yeah. let's before we get into how you you know developed as an artist, let's talk for a second, if you will, about your background. You know, were you always yeah. a musician? How did this come about? And, and at what point in your life did you realize, hey? Instead of going the traditional route, I'm going to do something different and be independent. So let's talk about your background a bit. 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, um, well, I got into music about the age of uh, 15. I started as a guitar player. Um, and uh, That's how far back you want to go, right? From the... <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh and um and uh I was a uh, studying some guitar and then was always writing stuff from from the get go. Um and but they weren't really kind of together. I mean I started actually I had some musical ideas and some lyrical ideas, but they didn't really kinda of come together in terms of really writing song and even in college I was writing a lot of instrumental stuff, a lot of improvisational jammy instrumental stuff um for this band that I had in college and then I didn't really start writing like true full songs till I was like just out of college uh in my early 20s and um and but once I did once I finished my first few songs and I played them for some people and and you know nobody ran out of the room screaming <laughs> then I was like okay I think you know I think I think uh I think this is this might be the uh, the ideal I mean, I, I had other interests, other creative interests, too. I actually tried when I was first out of school some comedy writing, and, you know, I actually worked in TV and film production for a little while. So I was I was actually kind of contemplating some different, you know, avenues. I mean, I knew I wanted to be uh, in doing something creative and even, even actually uh, considered studying creativity. I had a background in psychology. That was actually what I studied in, in college. So I even kind of contemplated that at one point. But when I really when I started writing songs, that's when I really you know I realized that this would be the ideal creative pursuit, um, and uh, and yeah, and that's that's uh, that was kind of like when I kind of knew, and then but it was it was a little while between that point and when I actually started you know performing um, in front of people and singing in front of people, and then even after I started performing and singing, then it was even a little longer before I started doing my own uh, original stuff. Um, because I actually started, you know, my first, you know, paid work as a musician was actually, you know, playing covers. So it took a while for me to transition, you know, to having my own stuff. Um, and and learning how to write to my voice also was something that took a while, too. Um, uh, that's, that's actually something that's a little trickier than, you know, because even though I was singing and I was singing a lot of, uh, you know, cover stuff, I, it took me a real while to figure out how to write to my range and how to, you know, just how to find my own voice. That's um, right, that's right. a while too. So it's been it's been a long process. <laughs> Definitely, well, uh, as a musician myself, uh, I had the same problem in, in 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 trying to find your own voice when you're emulating so many other people. And yeah. you know, you do your you, you do your music your way, and and that's what's refreshing, and and that's one of the things that you know you keep control of. But like mm-hmm. so many, you know, called troubadours that you've seen in the past, you know, Billy Joel, uh, Warren Zevon, Randy Newman. Those types of guys, even Jimmy Buffett, your music doesn't really fit what's mainstream right now, but right. something happens. And do you think that it, that something is something that you have to do to make that music fit while still being true to yourself, or is it something you see where music comes to you? And why do you? And which way do you think it is? And why? Um, well, um, I think it it has to come to me. It's only because. <laughs> uh, at, at this point, I, I, I couldn't even imagine trying to, you know, you know, be, all of a sudden become like a, I don't know, like an EDM artist or, you know, it's just, I mean, sure. I, I basically, I've done my own thing and, and, um, and I've always looked at it as like, yeah, you know, being, being quality, like good music, you know, this, that whole like two kinds of music, good music and bad music. And, 
Um, I feel like I, I, I kind of accepted early on that, you know, my thing is maybe won't be the the hippest thing, but if, if it's consistently good. And the other thing mm-hmm. that I really believe is that, and it's funny because I actually just saw the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary last night. But um, Oh, did you? Uh, cause, yeah, oh, my God. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, really? But, okay, good. But, yeah, I totally recommend it. Um, but um, but basically soul, you know, in music, if music's got some soul to it, um, it's gonna that's gonna cut through at any point. You know, you, you you're gonna have stuff that's kind of flashier or you know that's. But if, if something's got real some real soul and some real presence to it, that's gonna work uh, at any time. You know, and again, it might not be the, the biggest biggest thing, but it, it will have its audience. Mm-hmm. And so I've always I never, you know, I I, I was pretty um, realistic with my, you know, um, my where I wanted to go with it. You know. Um, to me, it's always sure. about making a living, making a living, and um, and um, but um, yeah, and just that good songs, you know, good songs will always work too. So, um, yeah, you know, everything you do really of, sounds like it comes from you, and that's what that's what's refreshing about it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't try to be like anyone else if I try. You know, I I can't sing like anybody else. I can't, you know, and and I just. Um, you know, if anyone that's ever heard me do like cover versions, like they become my own thing because I couldn't do like anyone else if I wanted to. You know, it's like I, I have my own way of doing There's things. Nothing wrong and, with it. And I mean, it's it's just what it's been. You know, like if, if maybe I had some other you know abilities that, um, but that's that's just the way it's always been for me. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let me ask you this because once you decided that you were going to be a musician. A lot of mm-hmm. people that we've spoken to in the past, they've, they've said, you know what, I went and I, I started researching getting an agent and then how I'd go and break into the music industry and, you know, what that all means. What did you do when you decided, hey, this is, this is my career path and I'm going to make this happen? You know, did you automatically say, wait a minute, I don't want to go and be controlled, I don't want to struggle to try to break in through the agent route. I want to do this on my own. How did you decide to become independent? Honestly, it was it was really by default. It's not like I set out for that. I just um started doing, you know, gigs and I knew that um I couldn't stop doing gigs. I just wanna I couldn't not be performing and I just kind of you know, no one else was kind of banging down my door to with these opportunities. So I just kind of did my thing and, and, you know, and, and, um, but that was also, I mean, honestly, I couldn't imagine, you know, even of doing things the way I've done them in like before the age of, you know, the internet and social media. I mean, I kind of came up right as, you know, yeah. you know, with my space. And, and so like, I've really built my network that way and, 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 you know, made my connections. And so, um, I really don't think I would be in this, even in, in the game at all, if it had been like, you know, 20 years ago, just because, you know, had a relatively late start and, and again, not doing something that was the most, you know, current, you know, and pop. Um, so I, but, so I really think, you know, the rise of, of the advent of, of, of social media and that stuff, that's really, it's leveled the playing field. I mean, you have, obviously you have a lot less people making any real, like quantities of money, but you have more people that are, you know, able to do something and kind of, and, and kind of eke out a living. And I'm, I'm still, working on that. I, I'm, I'm not even fully there. I'm kind of working towards that goal, 
you know. Um, no, and that's that, that's that's something that's an interesting point you make about how you get your material out there and and the avenues that are out there and the uh, proliferation of those channels reducing the amount of money you can make. So yeah. as a self-published musician artist. Mm-hmm. What are mm-hmm. those different avenues? Because, because and a lot of the people that might be listening are, you know, musicians themselves looking for angles. What has worked for you, and what hasn't worked for you as far as angles for revenue generation and marketing and and and, and different uh, types of products that you can put out? Well, um, I mean, you know, you you did you put out you make a record and you I've used the, uh, CD Baby as my distributor and they've okay. gotten it on all the all the relevant sites and I know iTunes. Spotify mm-hmm. and and uh, and I'm on Pandora as well, um, and then I just have you know uh, on my website a link to um, uh, like a PayPal page for people that want to you know buy the physical CD. Um, so I mean all all the all the, the mediums are there you know um, and uh, oh Bandcamp also. So I've really used all these all <laughs> these and um, and then obviously. Um, you know, playing gigs is where I, I sell a lot of my my CDs too, and 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 other merch. So um, so yeah. So I mean, you know, I've just I've just used all the all the different tools that are that are available. All right. Well, here's a good question because this is something that I think not just musicians but entrepreneurs, which is really what you are. You're a musician slash entrepreneur because you are creating your own business, your own brand out of yourself. But a lot of right. people will say this to me. They'll say, you know what, as a startup business, as a startup musician, I don't have enough money. I don't have money coming in. I can't create an excellent-looking website. I can't have somebody come and film me to shoot a video. Yet your site is top-notch, and your videos are really professionally done. So how does somebody... Yeah. Starting off, how do you develop that um, that 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 sort of ability to produce such high quality yeah. content? Well, um, for one, I have had other work over these years as I built my thing. I didn't just go in, and, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I have had other sources of income, and that which has helped, um, obviously. And then a lot of the stuff is really, you know, if you're in the scene and you know if you're out meeting people, and there's a lot of you know, the people I've worked with that have done, whether it's in artwork or my website. Like, my website was actually extremely reasonably <laughs> priced. Um, there was a, another musician friend of mine in New York. And um, so that wasn't, you know, that's a WordPress site. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, to me, it's a very good functional site. I mean, does it have all the bells and whistles of some other, you know, maybe not, but, but it, it gets the job done. And, um, and the video was also like, um, I mean, there was, you know, I had a little bit of a budget there, but I got somebody that was, you know, young and, and hungry and wanting to make good work. And uh, he pulled together a, a crew and for very, you know, on a shoestring. Um, and, uh, but also it was, you know, we, it was a very simple concept. You know, we just had, it was a, us playing, performing, and then just like, you know, it was only one other shot outside the venue so it, it was really uh kind of like you know we just kind of kind of made it in a way that it was very economical to do um so you know you just got to be creative and, and kind of just you know and and um there are a lot of ways to to if you if you think outside the box to just kind of you know uh make it work with with, with less 
Um, well, that sounds like a lot of what a lot of the uh, you know startups are doing. You know, there's there's uh, in, in a lot of the smaller ones is I don't want to call it barter, but hey, I know someone that can help you, or and maybe you can help them. The non-monetary exchange of services. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, I I both my my website, my video, and I'm making another a couple of videos. Now there they, there are monetary exchanges, but there are there's a lot of barter that goes on. Um, actually, I've done quite a bit of that when it comes to like trading lessons. You know, actually have uh, oh. tonight. I'm I have a friend who I'm giving a guitar lesson for in exchange for some some vocal stuff. So that happens quite a bit. Um, with, with you know in the indie world um sure. but uh but you know people still do like to get paid from here and there <laughs> for their for their <laughs> I work think just listening to uh, don don felder from the eagles talking about it uh how he used to give lessons in exchange for store credit at a guitar store so he could buy strings so he could put you know buy straps and guitars and stuff like that so that it really hasn't changed that that happens in the industry it's just changing how you creatively use those barters right right so right and and actually to, to your video that's on your site the, the girl is wrong for you is that your first conceptual video yeah that's actually my first music video i mean i you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of videos out there it's like you know a live performance but this is the first sure. uh, music video that i've made and uh um not because i didn't want i when i put out my last ep um that was uh i actually had starts you know, I had two different teams that I got together. I had basically some bad luck in terms of getting with a couple people that kind of flaked on me, so it didn't really come together. <laughs> um, but this time, I, I uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to to hook up with uh, Arthur Wu, who's uh, I mean, he's just he's just a real professional, and he really, you know, um, had good ideas, and you know, was very just on it, you know, and followed up, <laughs> you know. So, it's so refreshing when you when you when you meet somebody and then you send them a message and they follow up and they're in and then it's like you have an instant back and forth and you can tell if someone's you know legit because you meet a lot of people that aren't. Page. Yeah. <laughs> now, why all? I don't say why all of a sudden, but you've been in the game for a little bit. What do you think the advantage to that conceptual video is going to be, or is it something your fans might have been asking for? Oh no, I mean, it's, you know, having um, a you know a visual presence like that, I just you know and. Um, More than a performance. I've, always, I've been, I've always been, you know, I'm, I'm. That's the one thing, though. I mean, I'm not, you know, some of the young, obviously like the younger generation, they're so, you know, comfortable on video and like the, you know, and it's like, I mean, I grew up with MTV and all that stuff, but I just, I don't know, I just never felt like so comfortable being on camera, and I was like, well, how do we do this in a way that's not like, you know, so, um, but uh, I, I just think it's essential. I think you know to be just another, you know, um, thing and, you know, on, on the, uh, that kind of builds the whole picture of what you're putting out there, you know? So it's good to have a record, but having a visual representation and, uh, it's just, it's just something else. I mean, really just, it's all about, you know, selling the music. So it's just, I mean, I look at it, you know, a video is kind of a a tool for that. I mean, and ideally, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're lucky, it becomes an awesome piece of art in and of itself, you know? Um, so, but minimally, that, I mean, that was my goal. I, I was just like, well, you know, if it's at at the minimal, it's it's going to be a good, you know, just a, a placeholder for a good song. Um, but yeah. you know, you know, because if you have a really great video with, with a crappy song, I mean, it's, you know, it's not going to do very much. So, um, 
for me, it was just like, you know, I want, you know, I want it to be good, and and um, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy with what we got with that. For that. Look at Rebecca Black and Friday. <laughs> What's that? Look at Rebecca Black and Friday. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, Craig, what what you know sort of team do you have built around you now, or are you still really a one man band? Excuse the pun, and and you're bringing people on as uh, sort of uh, outsourced help. How are you doing that? Because you know, I would imagine most of the posts that are on your site are your own because they're written as if you were speaking to your fans. But a lot of the oh, artwork yeah. and you know, do you have a team of people that you're working with? How, what, what's your operation like right now? Yeah, um, I've had different people that have helped me uh, and done different things. Um, I mean, I had a, for this record, I, I have a PR person who you know helped get the record out to blogs and such. Um, and uh, I uh, have a couple different art designers that I've worked with um, to you know for make posters and stuff like that um and a couple of different photographers that I, that I use i mean it's a lot of people that are um i mean some people that are, are friends and some people that are just professionals that i've kind of linked up with um and uh and i i actually had some uh had a a, a brief <laughs> uh relationship with a manager recently which uh which only lasted for a little while but uh but so I mean it really is a lot largely you know on me, but I, I will kind of um, you know uh, take on other people as it kind of you know as kind of it dictates you know what's needed. Um, so and at this point I am kind of opening up like I would you know to get get someone like a booking agent because that's that's the one thing that's that's really <clears throat> tedious and takes a long time and to, you know so I'm hoping to to kind of get that together in the next you know in the next year. Right. But being in New York and, and to that, actually being in New York, you probably get the opportunity to collaborate quite a bit with different artists in the Joe's yeah. pub, all the pretty things, YouTube video. Is that uh, Larry yeah. David that comes up on stage? <laughs> no. it, it looks I like wish. him. <laughs> Man, it looks it just I, like him. No, no, no. That's a friend of mine. He's actually, uh, um, He's he's at the same level of of personality. Um, his actual name is Joel Cohen. He's also known as the Sticker Dude. He's kind of a, oh, a, no village, a local vision, yeah, a local village legend. Um, he's, he's it's funny that you bring him up. Yeah, um, people well, are like is that your uncle? No, he's like, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, that's Larry David. But, yeah, and that, like and that made me think. I mean, you're, you're, you're a lot. Like I, I literally watched it like five times. For that. Is that him? Is that him? I can't tell. But being in New yeah. York and to that, you know, there are a lot of you know nationally famous music acts and celebrities that roam around. Do you get? Do you find yourself an opportunity to collaborate with those people? And and if so, is it shaping what your outlook on distribution and publishing might be on a national level versus you know what you can do on your own? Um, yeah, well, I do, um, I do quite a bit of collaborating. I do quite a bit of co-writing. Um, that's mm-hmm. something I've done for, for a while now. Um, actually, um, uh, this, this one singer, uh, this woman from France named Anne Sila, we did some co-writing a couple of years ago. She's just blown up. Um, she was on The Voice in France and was a runner-up and is now 
huge in throughout Europe. And uh, so we have this one video that, you know, the song that we wrote, and then that video has since got, like, since she, since it happened, she's got, we got about 70,000 views. Um, wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm always looking for, because for one thing, I've always written stuff that's not necessarily uh, geared to, toward my voice. I actually have a broader musical palette than I have a vocal range, you know. So I, I, I look for other artists to write with sometimes. And so I, I do that, and, I, and um and actually, I go to this uh, songwriter festival um, every year in Wisconsin, of all places, mm-hmm. um, that I've gone to for the last <laughs> about 10 years. And there I've done a lot of collaborating, and I've gotten to, um, you know, perform with some 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 pretty big people like, like Jackson Brown. Um, sure, yeah, and, that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so that that came from this festival in Wisconsin, and... Uh, um, so uh, and also that's also where I connected with Jane Weedlin um, of the Go Go's who oh, sure. put a okay. song and she put a song for my last record in a movie that she was involved with which was pretty uh, a nice you know feather in my cap I mean she wrote <laughs> Lips Are Sealed and we got to beat like all the biggest songs from from the Go Go's so that was that was a real um, lucky thing so I, I, I owe a lot to that it's called Steelbridge Song Fest it's a festival in Wisconsin um, so so yeah and I just um, I've connected with people that are, you know, that are, um, you know, another friend of mine who I've toured with quite a bit, uh, nationally and internationally, a guy named Jerry Joseph. Um, I mean, he's a, a long, long-time songwriter, kind of like a um, an underground Bruce Springsteen type who's just been, um, you know, been, on, you know, playing constantly, constantly touring for years and years now and has a, a really devout fan base, like, all over. Um, and I've, toured with him i've opened up with him i've actually you know accompanied wow. played played in his band we actually played in in the tour in israel a couple of years ago we played in costa rica um he's been so he's been someone that's you know opened a lot of doors for me and just been a mentor um um yeah so i've i've uh i've been lucky to have to kind of connect with some people that have kind of been on you know a bigger scale and sure. kind of helped you know open you know, yeah, help get me out there. Well, speaking of connecting with people, you know, how has social media helped you connect with your fans, and and how do you use it to sort of you know become somebody that's really part of people's lives as opposed to just oh here's a guy trying to push his music on social media. Right. Well, you know, I've never, I've always, like I said earlier, I. I I built my thing person by person. Like I really don't know other way. And I, I've always hated when I'd get like impersonal messages. So I've really, I mean, it takes more time, but um, I've tried to keep it uh, as personal as possible. And if I meet somebody, you know, if I'll meet somebody out at a gig and I'll, I'll tell them like, you know, please, you know, if you're on Facebook, you know, like, like the music page or follow me on Twitter or Instagram. And, um, or if some, and, but the thing is when people do, you know, if they, like me, I'll usually, you know, I'll send, I'll send them a message when I can. I mean, well, not for everyone that way. I mean, if somebody adds me as a friend or something, it's, uh, or something like that, I'll, I'll usually try to follow up that way and and try to keep connected as much as I can. But um, but I think the fact that I've always it's always been my voice and my you know my my words that you know posting and keeping control of that, I think that's you know it, it just keeps it on a personal level, and I think that keeps it kind of intimate. Um, and, you know, I don't know, it's hard to foresee, like, if, you know, if I was on a much bigger scale than I am, like, would I be able to still do that? I don't know, maybe 
I'll, I'll deal with that problem when, if and when it comes. Um, but, <laughs> right. but, uh, but I really, yeah, I know. I just, I, I just built my thing, uh, person at a time. And, you know, I've, one thing I've done, which I think is, uh, you know, I've had since the beginning, I, I kind of have like a spreadsheet of, um, you know, my state by state kind of fans and friends. And that's something, you know, that's been invaluable just to kind of develop and, so, you know, if I go on tour, I'm going to a place and I'll reach out to people. And um, so that's that's been good. And, you know, I do some promoting with, so, I mean, Facebook now, it's like, you know, if I, they're actually, they're pretty useful. Uh, you know, the, you know, you have to pay to, to do uh, like a, an ad on there now, but they're actually pretty useful. Like if I'm going on a tour and I'll make an event page and then I'll, you know, put it, at, so it goes out to friends of friends in those areas. And I find that, I found that's been a pretty um, good way to kind of, branch out further and, you know, um, and get people to, uh, to, you know, check me out. I think the key, it's the old six degrees. (laughs) What's that? That's the old six degrees. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's amazing how that works now. It's like the amount of like, you know, like even if you don't know somebody, you you find somebody like somebody will add me and we'll have like 60 friends in common. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, obviously, you know, it's just like, it, it's really amazing how social media has kind of just changed the game and connected people. And, and it's, you know, again, like I, I couldn't imagine, you know, being an independent artist and doing what I'm doing without it. It's just, it's totally, I mean, again, and it's, it's a little, it's very time consuming and, and, um, you know, but it's, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, really couldn't foresee a way do it without it. I think the key, though, with it, you know, with, with what you've said is that it's genuine. It's you. It's you talking to your fans. And, right. yeah, it's taking yeah. more time. But, you know, instead of just yeah. pushing out some sort of crap to people, you're actually connecting with them. And then they feel connected to you. Your music means something to them. And you're developing yeah. very, very, you know, good relationships as if you were there at a bar with someone. So, you know, social right. media, if you use it the right way, can really, really help. But it's about yeah, being no, yourself and being genuine. Absolutely, um, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I again, you know, people would say it's just a tool, you know, and you, like anything else, it's how you use it. Um, you can be obnoxious. You can post something in all caps, and or you could like, you know, there are a lot of other people and artists that kind of do things that kind of. I mean, I, I, I you know, you have to be. You have to, you know, you got to be aggressive in a way, and you got to put it out there. But there are ways to do it that's not, you know, that's not over the top. That's just kind of like, okay, right. you know, this is my thing. This is what I'm, you know, it's I'm not trying to like hide the fact that I'm promoting my thing. But, um, you know, um, it, you got it. Well, for one thing, you got to mix it up with other, you know, personal anecdotes or little bits of humor. You know, it's like if I was just promoting promoting all the time, then I think all, you know if it was just this, this, and this, and then, then I think some of my people would lose interest. It's kind of like, you know, this day and age, people are more connected to artists. They they have more personal, like you said, a more personal relationships. So, um, yeah, it's just a much more developed uh, association, you know, and connection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, as you move forward in, in your career, and, and some of the things you've seen that you've done right, some of the things you've seen you've done wrong, because you are a self-made career musician. It's what it is. It's what you've decided to do. Yeah. For someone, for someone wanting to 
I guess, do the same thing. What is yeah. the best piece of information? I mean, aside from you know, saying to true yourself with the music, I think that, that, that kind of stuff is a given. But what's the biggest mm-hmm. lesson you've learned that you said, man, I wouldn't do that that way, or man, I should have done this better or, 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 or differently or bigger? What's the biggest thing? Um, biggest lesson I've learned. Um, it's a tough well, question. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm not... I mean, I can definitely tell you things that I think that, I, that I've done right. I mean, in terms of things I've done wrong, I mean, uh, well, understanding timing and understanding, um, you know, how to kind of, like, when, oh, for example, one thing I definitely did wrong, when I put out my last album, I did, mm-hmm. a, I did a college radio campaign. So basically, you know, these people that kind of promoted it out to college radio, and I got mm-hmm. a lot of good action from it. Um, and it, but it went out nationally, um, but at the time, I wasn't touring, and oh, okay. and it didn't, you know, I didn't, it didn't maximize, you know, uh, what I could have gotten from it because I, I didn't, you know, so it went out and a lot of people liked it, but then it didn't really, tran- you know, translate to too much. I mean, I got new fans from it, and some people, you know, I think downloaded stuff online, but you know. It, it was definitely a little bit of a missed opportunity. So that's why this record, one thing I've learned is, you know, um, to really, you know, you're putting, well, I did a, I did a campaign again and um, I'm really, um, and just to have all these things kind of happening to make it an event, you know, if you're putting out a right, you can't just like, I mean, so I've gotten better each time. My first album, you know, I, my first EP, I just plopped it out there and didn't even, I was like, oh, here, here's my here's my record. Pick it out or not? Like, I, I I I was not. Yeah, I wasn't very good at the the self. I, you know, um, I didn't really know how to push that because. And also, I mean, but you really have to own your stuff. You know, that's 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 essential. You know, um, in my first record, oh, sure, I didn't really yeah. own it, own it. Yeah. Um, and um, but in terms of other From things, a publishing you know, standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh no no no! I no I don't mean that. I just mean oh. I mean like oh. just like you know saying this is me. You know this is you know. Oh you gotta, okay okay okay. You know like because like my first record I just kind of like oh here's my album, check it out or not. I know, you know? I, know I know exactly <laughs> I know exactly how you yeah. feel yeah. Did the yeah. same thing. Um, yeah, I mean you got it. Gotta, it sounds gotta, like that. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, it sounds like the marketing and the operation. Sounds like you're because you're because you are the one man show. You're the everything that making sure that you wear your marketing cap and your operations cap at the same time yeah. and know that when you're putting something out there, make sure that you, it's in conjunction with the other cylinders in the engine. Yeah, you're moving absolutely. forward all at once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, grand, that's so, a good piece of advice because you don't think about that a lot of times. Yeah. No. So I think I did, a, I, I learned and with this, this most recent record did a lot of that stuff. You know, I kind of got the timing of it and, and um, you know, we, I think we did a lot of good stuff with it, which is why we've had some really good results. Um, but again, you know, Marketing aside, you know, if anyone's just starting out, I mean, I, honestly, the one thing I'll say is that, you know, playing as much as you can. Uh, I mean, the the one trade-off today with because of social media, because people are so good at marketing or branding themselves, like, there are a lot of people that just don't, you know, don't know how to perform live, you know, like, they're, they're just not interesting. And uh, I'm fortunate in that my start was really, I mean, I, as a cover musician, I was playing as much as six nights a week when I first started. So, yeah. I mean, I really put those those... Uh, you know the hours in like they talk about the ten thousand hours and um they're really getting my my chops together and so a lot of my heroes started that way too you know guys like Billy Joel like even the Beatles um sure. and so you know 
I just think that and that's something that you'll always be able to do, you know, like whatever happens otherwise. Like if you can go out and work, you know, perform in front of people and interact with the crowd and, and connect and, you know, that's, you know, you'll always get, you know, that, that, that'll always be there. So, um, yeah, and that's not sitting in front of a camera just getting your video on YouTube. That's actually like right. say, being in front of people live yeah. and dealing with yeah. that because that is a big yeah. – I know myself, it took, it took a bit to, to not want to turn your back to the audience and engage with people, and I still have that problem. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you, you get more comfortable, and you, you, know, you build those relationships, and like you say, and those people are the ones that yeah. buy your CDs, the ones that continue to come to your shows, and they continue to hear yeah. the same song over and over that you play. But that's why they're there because you've connected with them and they enjoy your music. Yep, absolutely. Another good piece. Yeah, What's I want to thank you so much for I want to thank you for being on today and for sharing you know so much of what you've learned with our listeners. I, I think that there's there's a lot of, of good information that you've conveyed not only about being a musician in today's world, but you know about building a brand and being an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I want to just make sure that people know where to find you. So aside from your website, which is uh, com, how do you like to connect with people? What's the best way for people to connect with you and experience, you know, your music, your shows? Yeah. Well, uh, um, Facebook, I mean, my Facebook music page is... Uh, I always appreciate the support there, and that's a good way to stay abreast of, you know, uh, gigs and happenings. And that's just uh, facebook.com forward slash Craig Greenberg Music. Um, and then, you know, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is Craig uh, underscore Greenberg, and the Instagram is also Craig Greenberg Music. Um, so, you know, those are the main the main, uh, the main avenues there. Um and um, on my website, you know, if people want to get on the mailing list, they can do that as well. You just go to my CraigGreenbergMusic.com, and and there's a little box there to, if you want to join the mailing list. And I don't I don't spam. I only send out you know usually about only one email a month kind of thing. Um, and um, and yeah, and also well, you know, I have a YouTube page, and I mean that you know there's enough. I'm definitely out there, so I mean, people. I, I kind of leave it sometimes to the people to kind of interact. Sometimes people are just more comfortable, like you know, being on Twitter as opposed to Facebook, or you know, however people want to do it. Just, just, you know, as long right. as they, they reach yeah, out you're there. And all, I'm here. <laughs> all, all the links on your on your website. You know, you can you can check out Craig's music on iTunes on, on Pandora. You can go to YouTube and listen to it, and and it's really high quality music. I mean, what you're putting out is Really, you know, super professional, high quality. Everything about your music is meaningful. It's it's fun, and you know, I, I wish you continued success. I think you've done a great job, and um, you know, I I just I wish the best for you, and I want to thank you again thank you. for taking the time to be on today. Yeah, cool. I, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been uh, very cool. Probably the I most important have, question I have since I'm coming. To- I'm, I'm sorry, Pete. I'm coming to New York in, in November, and you don't show any shows yet scheduled for November. Do you have anything in NYC in November? Week of Thanksgiving. Um, we got some <laughs> things in the works. So yeah, um, yeah, we have CMJ coming next month. I mean, I'm actually um, trying to. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting because I put out this record, and I've been, you know, we toured a bit this summer, and um, 
But now I'm really trying. I'm kind of taking a little bit of a step back because I want to get some. I've been playing a lot of the stuff on the record for quite a while, and I'm really trying to get some new new music done. Um, you know, it's always that thing. You're always on to the to the next thing, and so. Um, but definitely, you know, more starting with CMJ in October, and I mean, I have a couple other things I'm doing. I'm actually um, performing for this uh, this. Um, it's called the oh jeez. Shinto, it's like a Japanese uh, float. Oh man, I'm gonna screw this up. This thing is happening around Lincoln Center at the end of this month. It's like a, a Japanese floating uh, ritual for for peace, where they make these little um, these little boats that they put in in the in the in the water, and it's kind of like this this ritual. So we're getting together a performance of a uh, like a mass performance of New York State of Mind. So that's that's something that should be interesting. That's on September 20th, but um. But uh, in terms of other band gigs, they'll be they'll be coming up in later October, November. Right. Um, so I'm I'm gonna be yeah I'm gonna be booking some stuff. So if people want to check in on the website, that's probably the CraigGreenbergMusic.com. Uh, there'll there'll be updates coming there uh, presently. I hope to hope to catch you out there. That'd be great. Yeah. Right, and we're gonna have uh, we'll have links to your website in our show notes. So if you're interested in learning more about Craig or his music or any of the upcoming shows, you'll be able to click on the link, go right to his website, and connect with him. So. Craig, thanks again. Uh, we'll hope to see you sometime in uh, in the fall. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. There we go, Peter. Oh, when I come of... to New York, you and I can go find a Craig, Craig Greenberg show. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has a lot of good information. <laughs> His music is really cool, though. You know, I would encourage yeah, you to see if you're interested in something that's a little bit different, that's not, uh, you know, mainstream, but more along the lines of early Billy Joel and some of the, um, you know, he's a piano guy. This, you know, Craig is a, is a guy with piano. So it's, it's nice. It's a nice sound. And, you know, it, I think he did a good job with everything that he's been doing so far. Oh, absolutely. He's there. He's a, uh, he's a storyteller. You know, it's, it, they call him a troubadour because that's what he does. You know, it, he mm-hmm. tells the story and that's, and to me, I'm, and I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not as deep into Billy Joel maybe as you are or maybe other people are, but I see more of a Warren Zevon link, you know, where he's really just, you sit yeah. down and he tells you a story and it lasts three to four minutes and you get the whole picture. Lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> he has some other stuff too that's, uh, that's uh, I, 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 I'm not going to say what the name of the song is, but I love that he talks about his doctor visit. <laughs> if you know what the, it sounds know like you know the name about. of the song <laughs> but he tells it tells, tells such a good story and you wonder how in the heck did that where did that come from and then he starts you know it was either an experience or he sees something and and and, and we didn't get into all that with him i'm sure we probably could talk to him for hours about that stuff um but he just he tells the stories that maybe he sees or that he lives, and that's fun to listen to, especially in a small setting. And it's 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 very difficult for guys like that to make it mainstream. Yeah, you know, and and even the guys that do. I mean, you're talking about storytellers. There's a guy I don't know if you know um, Dan Byrne, who is is similar in style, and even yeah. on the rock end, you know, there's a, a guy Andrew WK, and and oh, he is. You, you, are you familiar with him? I, I know I know the name, but I'm not as not not enough of his work. You know, it's 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 more um, hard rock, but 
he is a, a classically trained musician, and and so this guy has his own storytelling ability, and and he's done songs about New York City, about parties, and but there's a story to it, and I think that that's what's great. And you know, even going back to to some of Billy Joel's stuff, like the Down Easter Alexa, when he's talking about a story, you can connect with that, and that's what I think is so great about Craig's mm-hmm. music because he is—he's telling you a story. It's not just a lot of you know nice sounding musical instruments. It's a story that you can connect with. Right. No, and you're absolutely right. It's 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 finding a way to relate your your own experience with something that has nothing to do with you, which is the song. And all of a sudden, wow, that's exactly how I feel. And that's, you know, hopefully build popularity for me because it has in other avenues with other players and stuff. So, and that's, you keep working at it and you, you make yourself happy doing what you do. And, and if the check comes, the check comes. Yeah. You know, it sounds to me like he understands how to use, you know, the people that, that are around him, not in a negative way, but, you know, he can get people right. to put together a crew shoot a video, the video looks, you know, just as professionally done as somebody that paid forty thousand oh, dollars. So absolutely you know, I think that in, in a, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well in in being in New York, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you're you you you're not gonna make it in the sticks. It's gonna be very hard. You've got to go where people are. And and that's the one big piece of information if if somebody asks me personally as a musician, hey you know, I know you haven't made it, but what have you seen? I said, get out of Podunk. You've got to go to Detroit. You've got to go to Chicago. You've got to go to Nashville. You've got to go to L.A. You've got to go to New York. Not just because there are people there to appreciate your music or not appreciate your music, but there are other connections you're going to make. I mean, think about it. You look at the Eagles. What would have happened if Glenn Fry had not gone to California? Yeah. You know, there'd be no hotel. Hooks up with Don Henley. Hooks up. <laughs> Say there many times. Um, but he hooks up with all these guys. You look at the roster of people these guys have played with before they ever made it. And they're all guys yep. that came from different parts of the country that went to where people were. And through the, 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 the filtering process, you're going to find people that are just like you or have similar ideas or similar drive. And you can collaborate and put together people around you like, uh, like Craig has done and get things done for yourself and for them. So get you've got to yeah. get your music to the people, and it's easier now because of the digital age. It's very easy, you know, to actually get your music out to people. But getting those chops in and getting in front of people and getting to know people and being able to relate to people is huge. You're you're not going to do it in the middle of Nowheresville, USA. It's not going to happen. No, and you know, even though technology's changed and the way that we might be producing and selling and marketing music today, mm-hmm. you know, what you said is so true. If you go back to to And I'm going to give you a group of artists that have done the same thing. They've been in cities where they can collaborate. You know, Kiss, if Kiss hadn't been in New York, who knows if they would have been popular. Because from a musical standpoint, they're not that talented. They're just, you know, (laughs) they're fun. But Kiss, and they're they're, they're marketers, yeah. Yeah. And then if you push yourself over overseas and you go over to the U.K., you know, uh, Genesis, the same thing with them mm-hmm. and, and the way that they got together, Duran Duran, and uh, and even, um, even, even Queen. You know, these people were together in an area where they were trying to put out their music. They start to collaborate with each other, and they've got opportunities because 
there's more musicians in one place trying to do the same thing than if you're in, you know, your your farmland somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you can. It's, it's kind of the old uh, the old adage of you know two heads are better than one. You're yeah. only going to go so yeah. far by yourself. You know, you can't. You, and even when I go into the studio, I I'm hand I'm very hands off when I go into the studio. I'm here's the stickman I've brought in. I won't produce myself because I know my head is is very uh, tight and restricted. When I go into the studio, when I go into a producer and an engineer, I say, here's what I have, and here's how I have it laid out, and let them hear it, and let them make recommendations or say, hey, what if you did this? Or, hey, that's great. Let's just do that. That's fine. But you get so much more out of collaboration. It, it's a, it becomes a team. It really does. And whether it's, a, it's an actual organized team, you know, a production team or whatever, or it's just a bunch, you know, a songwriting circle. You get 10 friends together and sit around and start writing songs together. Um, it's the same thing with Cheryl Crow, Tuesday Night Music Club. That is named after a songwriting circle that they used to yeah. get together and they used to share ideas. And so, and, 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 and that's, it, it, it helps you get over your fear of rejection for your ideas, and it helps you get involved with other people that are like-minded and build a team. And, you know, the, I think the most important point of that is so many times people will they'll, they'll get over that first hurdle of asking for help. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to realize, I need help. But then they ask, and then they don't really listen. They might hear what the people are telling them, <laughs> but they don't listen to the advice. You know, and that, I know a guy like that. that. <laughs> you know, you got to listen to the advice that you're getting because why recreate the wheel? Whether you're starting a business yeah. or you're in the business of music, why recreate the wheel? Look at what other successful people are doing and listen sure. to the advice they give them, which is really yeah. what we want people to do who listen to UTL radio. Listen to the advice that's being given. Maybe, you know, in an hour show, maybe there's 10 minutes of, of advice that you haven't heard before, or it's being presented to you in a different way, and all of a sudden it clicks. You know, that 10 minutes sure. is worth listening to the whole episode. So, I mean, you don't know where you're going to find inspiration, where you're going to find new ideas and advice. You've got to be open. You know, just like when we were young, when we were toddlers, and we were, you know, more like sponges, and we absorbed the things around us, I think that as entrepreneurs today, you have to have that sponge-like quality about yourself. You would be SpongeBob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would. Yes, I would. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) The problem is I'm more like Patrick. (laughs) I love love SpongeBob. So, So not for kids sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right that, that you, 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 you never stop learning and, and you, you can, if you want to, but I don't advise it. Yep. Now, before we sign off today, I just have a question for you. I told you a couple of episodes ago that I had listened to your music and thought it was really <laughs> great. And I know that Thank you've you. got kids and I know that you're busy, but are you going to put out any more music soon? Um, if I do, you know, one of the things I've kind of learned from our conversations with artists this summer on this little project, um, was that maybe it's not the best thing to put together a CD with the way the market is. Maybe it's best to keep a steady flow of things going, or when you get an idea, 
um, you know, get it out there. And that contradicts, you know, talking about getting your head and your, in your, your marketing and your operations together, because I am always I'm trying not to, but I am always out playing. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I've got, a, I have a couple of um, rough drawings <laughs> on the canvas um, and we'll hopefully uh, continue to put something out. But it, it, the, the adjustment for me is because now I have all these great toys at my disposal is learning how to self-produce, and um, and and that's that's been difficult. So I, I I I fear that that may be the stumbling block. I know I I put one together, and it took me a while to do that because I'm so picky that I hate it. <laughs> right. So it, I I, I, you, I I thank you. I appreciate the con the compliments. <laughs> you're are you producing for other people as well? Yeah, yeah, I do produce for other people. Yes, actually, I just um, signed on with a band in Australia, um, and they're going to do some things over there and send them to me. And so we're in, in, in the in the negotiating phases. And so, and that's the thing with the internet now. You know, you can do as long as you give me good recordings, I could put them together anywhere. You know, and I can you know I can help you build things. Um, so, so yeah, from a production standpoint, people still do come in. A lot of people record on their own anymore. And a lot of people have, you know, we talked about, you know, opening your mind. Nobody likes having their baby called ugly. Um, but if you bring me something and, and ask my opinion, you're going to get it. And <laughs> you may not like you may not like it, but I'm not going to tell you this sucks. I'm going to tell right. you this sucks, but, you know, or you, you've done some good things here, but this sucks. Um, the, and that's the biggest struggle that I think anybody has and myself included, you know, I don't, I don't like rejection either, but I'm, I hope that I'm smart enough and old enough to know that I don't know it all. And if someone, if I do ask someone to help that I, sh- like you said, I should listen. And it's difficult because a lot of times yeah. I'll ask my wife for her opinion and then tell her to shut up. <laughs> I don't honestly tell her to yeah. shut up, but <laughs> honey, what do you think? Uh, that's, that, 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 no, that's not going to happen. Well, you asked. Well, I wasn't looking for that answer. <laughs> you know, I, I looking something more in line with my own thoughts too. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think too. This is this is important though because I think that, and I experienced this with with my wife. I think sometimes, whether you're a woman or a man, who, whoever you're married to or whatever your relationship you're in, sometimes when you go and you ask somebody in your immediate family for their opinion. I think oftentimes your partner is so busy with doing the other parts of your collective life, taking care of your kids or or working for themselves or doing whatever they're doing, that oftentimes they can't give you the time commitment to give you the honest advice. And that's why it's so important (laughs) to go outside of your family and to get other people to give you honest opinions, which is is why, too, like even, even with the online market, if you have a product, if you have a business, why not get feedback from the people that are out there seeing your product, using your product, because you're either going to get from your immediate family people that are jealous, people that don't have time, people that are, are stressed or worried about what you're doing and whether or not there's going to be enough money coming in, or people that are going to just yes you to death and tell you everything's great. Yes, man, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you're absolutely, yeah, and, and that's, you know, and that leads to what we talked about, get get yourself or get your, your product, whether it's something, uh, an actual tangible item or a music or whatever, get it out to people, as many people as you can 
and, 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 and take in sponge, absorb what they're actually saying and think about what they're saying and how they're saying it, and what their angle is, you know, maybe, but, and that's a good point. Yeah. Get it outside of your circle. That's, you know, that's, those people are still inside your box. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You've got to have that thick skin. You're right. Nobody does like, like hearing that their baby's ugly, but if you're really interested in success, whether it's music sure. or a business or a product that you're developing, then you've got to be open to listen to your target Absolutely. market. And if, if you're yeah. going to produce music, then you've got to listen to the fan base that you're trying to market your product, your music to. Don't say, what I'm doing is great, and I don't care whether you like it, because if that's true, then nobody will buy it. Right. No, yeah, you're, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if everybody says it's great, nobody's buying that it isn't great. <laughs> that's right. So let me you, ask you, you about, as, get... a, as a musician, yeah. what what do you think is the most important piece of information that you learned throughout our, our summer series of On a Different Note? You know, we talked to the Willis clan. We talked to Craig today. Um, you know, we talked to, um, I can't even remember all the other people that we spoke to. Um, but what would you say the number one piece of information that you learned for yourself as a musician from this series is? That's, that's a good question. Actually, it wasn't so much I learned, but more what was reinforced of something I've thought before and or been jealous of or regretful for is especially from the Willis clan and, and from Craig um, is you have to work on your art and you have to love it. You have to love it so much you hate it by the time you're done with it. Um, when I was younger, I didn't. I was more into athletics than I was into music. And so I would, instead of maybe playing guitar for two hours a day, I would literally, we had, we had a large prop, piece of property, literally would go out and kick the football back and forth, back and forth. That's what I did for hours and, and, and got good at it. But that knowing now what I didn't know then, I shouldn't have been so focused on just that. There's, there's other things that I should have taken a look at and not doing that, not saying, hey, you know what, I really do like music and hey, I really am kind of good at it. Hey, I really should develop it like I am other things in my life. Take step back and say, you know, and, and my daughter, I, she is such a naturally gifted musician and, and I, and, and, and trying to get her to do anything and give a crap about music is so difficult for me because I see so much more talent in her than I've ever had and trying to get her to want to do something. And so I've kind of stepped back and let her do her own thing. But I'm going to regret, and hopefully she doesn't regret not doing anything with it. But you've got to recognize that you have a gift, and you have to develop that gift, and you can use that gift to 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 not only further yourself, but further the lives of others too. And that's you know the Willises were really good about that. Hey, you're going to learn how to play this. You may not like it now, yeah. but you're good at it, and you're going to do it. And that's that's you know before we got on the air today, my kid, it's not was it uh, ten eleven o'clock? Now we got at ten o'clock. It was nine o'clock. I'm getting my kids back into going to school. Well, at nine o'clock today, I told them, "Be ready to go. You're going outside and you're picking apples." Oh, we don't want to pick apples. I don't care what you want. A, the apples have to be picked. B, I'm not doing it. C, I have you to do it. And you need to learn how to do it. You need to learn how to do something. And so at right. nine o'clock, let's go outside. And this is what you got to do. And you do it till it's done. And, and, and they don't like it, whether it's that or whether it's painting the swing set or painting the porch or doing whatever. It's driving the home the fact that sometimes you've got to do things you don't want to do 
but getting them done is more important. And it may, whether it's for self-betterment, like practicing an instrument, or just picking an apple just to not sit on your butt and make sure that things get done. And so that, 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 that's part of it as well. You know, just, it's, it's, they did it really well in, in, in enforcing with their kids that this is what you're going to do, this is what you're good at, and this is what you need to develop, and it's going to be a good thing for you. Um, and my parents didn't do that with, with that. They, they, they had me doing other things. But reinforcing that was the biggest thing that I saw and I heard from pretty much everyone we talked about was putting the time in to be your best. Yeah, and you know, but what's great about what you said, the, the you know, sort of the little nugget that you picked out from this so this uh, summer session, I think was the fact that you're talking about something relating to parenthood, and sure. you might think to yourself, well, wait a minute, we've been talking about music and business, and but that goes to my point, which is every single person that listens to this show, there is something that someone is giving you that can help you, whether it's in your personal life or your business life, if you're just open enough to receive it. So during that conversation with mm-hmm. the Willis clan, you know, it sort of went into that, well, how did you get your kids to do this? Because there's so many of them. And, and you know, you and I, Bob, we struggle with getting. <laughs> Which was sort of just, it was natural evolving from the conversation that could be something that's so beneficial to a lot of parents out there. So that just reinforces sure. what I'm saying with respect to, to this show. This show really, I think, and, uh, and from a lot of the feedback that I've received and then you and I have talked about, it's mm-hmm. got a benefit to you if you are in business, an entrepreneur, working for somebody else, or if you are just looking to better your own life just from a personal sure. development standpoint. Your point is a prime example of that. Yeah, stepping back and seeing what's being talked about and how it relates. I mean, yeah, yeah, and you're like, uh, whether it's business or anything, I mean, you know, when you, and you have your own business, no one else is going to do the things that need to get done, especially when you're starting out. And so if you yeah. don't do yeah. them, then you will fail. So. You know what? You can even look at being a parent as a business in a sense too. I mean, you are the CEO and the COO and and you've got your employees, you know, your kids and your family. And, you know, you could even equate the two. I got to get rid of that board of directors though, man. They're killing me. They're always outvoting. <laughs> well, you know what? I want to just, uh, I want to thank you, Bob, personally for working with oh, me on a good this time. project over the summer. Yeah. I mean, we really, don't forget, we talked to Nate Maingard, too, and um, just, I think it was a lot of fun and something a little bit different, and it, it helped take a different angle to the idea of business and personal development and, and tied it into the music industry, which, you know, you're very familiar with, and so I want to thank you for, for doing it. It was a lot of fun, and while this show, the On a Different Note, is going to be concluding today, we are going to be putting a new show in place of this on Wednesdays, and you just have to stay tuned to see what we're developing. We have a lot of really good things coming up. You know, we're going to continue, obviously, with our Monday show, The Week in Review, and then our legal and business Q&A, and then our Understanding, the Biz- uh, Understanding Business show. Um, in fact, by the way, we've got tomorrow Rich Gasperi, who is the founder of Gasperi Nutrition and was, during the 80s and 90s, 
really one of the top bodybuilders in the world. And he's going to be on tomorrow talking about his journey from athlete and professional bodybuilder into entrepreneur and what he's done with Gasparri Nutrition. And we're going to be giving away his book, 51 Days, No Excuses. And if you're interested in learning how to enter to win a copy of that book, all you have to do is go to utlradio.com, and there is a link on the homepage to the giveaway. It tells you what you have to do. It's really super simple. It's just a matter of listening to the show and posting a review, and then you're automatically entered into the drawing, which will be um, randomly picked on, I believe it's September 17th. Then later on in the month, we've got Mike Burnett, who is the CEO of Beard Bro, and we're going to be giving away five brand new beard bros. So if you're a guy and you have a beard and you've ever had difficulty shaping your cheek lines or your neckline or your goatee, the Beard Bro is this awesome product that Mike has created. And believe it or not, the prototype was done using a 3D printer. We're going to be giving away five of them. And again, the terms and conditions and how you enter and how you, you know, put your name in, that's all on utlradio.com. But we've got a lot of really fun, exciting things. We have worked you know, throughout the summer to develop new programs and projects for the fall. And um, I really encourage everyone to share the news about what we're doing. And you know, while Bob and I are not going to be doing this show, Bob and I are going to be doing the Monday show, and we're going to work on something else because I think, Bob, I think you bring – um, a lot to the table, and and you know it's nice to see somebody else's perspective on things. So oh, this absolutely. is not the no, end of, of 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 what we're doing. This is just going to be better. You know, one more thing too, um, I just want to mention. There's going to be information posted online about this, but you know, Bob, when when you and I were young, and I'm sure this you know happens with every generation, but. Do you remember being in school during the start of the new school year? You know, you're excited. You have your new trapper keeper, your new folder, your new pens and pencils or shoes. And there's always that kid or that family, and you know that that kid does not have the financial means to go out and to get new school supplies for that new school year. You know, you, oh, you yeah. must have experienced yeah, it, right? it, 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 Sure. No, and, and you see it still today, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that, you know, with, with kids is you try to instill, you know, hey, what, you know, maybe we need to buy a little extra. Let's buy an extra backpack. We'll take it to school. There's always something you can do. Yeah, absolutely remember that. Yeah. Well, what I want to do this uh, September, and, and then information will be released within the next few days, we are going to be running a first annual uh, back-to-school utlradio.com scholarship fund and, you know, this year it's going to be limited in scope with respect to the, the money that we can, we can give away. But what we're going to be doing is giving away four $100 Visa or MasterCard gift cards. And it's going to go to families who might need a little help just getting their kids ready for school this year, whether it's a new pair of shoes or help with getting some books or materials. And, you know, while to some $100 might not seem like a lot of money, uh, to those people who could use it, I'm sure that, that, you know, it would be something that would be beneficial. And all we're and asking I think you'd be surprised is, how well they can make that, how, how, how big they can make yeah. that purchase, actually. The 100 bucks goes a long way. Absolutely. And so there's four opportunities 
for four separate families or people to submit their story and explain why they need the money. And, um, you know, this isn't a contest. This isn't necessarily a giveaway. There is no uh, benefit that we're deriving from this. This is purely because, you know, kids, back to school is an exciting time. And when you see families and you see kids that don't have the financial means and they're struggling, you know, it's sad. And, and you don't want a kid to go back to school where they should be excited about learning in this new year only to be upset because they don't have a new pair of sneakers or they don't have a new jacket for the for the, the fall and winter. And we're hoping that this is just um, a little bit of help and something that we can do to give back to our listeners and to the community. So stay tuned for specific details and where to submit your, your explanation as to why you need it. Uh, we're not looking to get into your personal life. We just want to to know what you need the money for, how you need it, and what you're going to use it for. And uh, we will select, um, you know, the, the the people that seem to need it the most, and then we'll be giving them uh, a $100 Visa MasterCard gift card to be used for, for school. So hopefully that helps, and, and you know, uh, hopefully it's a good thing, and then we're going to do it every year, and we'll see how, as the years go on and on, you know, to what extent we can grow this fund. And while we're doing that, I would encourage all of you to look around your house and to see what old supplies you have, you know, backpacks that are still in good condition, but maybe your kids want a new one because there's a new character on it or something. And see about donating those materials and supplies and backpacks to, you know, the school or to the kids that, that you know, you know in your community could could use it. Do something is the point that I'm trying to make because we talk about charity and giving and helping, you know, generally in December. That's when it, it, everybody wants to give. Yeah, no kidding. The school year starts again. You know, that that's sort of like a mini new year for me because now you've got this whole fall season leading up until the holidays where you can make some massive changes in your life. And I just want to encourage all of you to not just wait for the season of giving, but to make every day of every month, you know, an opportunity to give and to help people in the same way that I hope we help you with your desires in, in business and entrepreneurship and personal life, personal development. I hope that you will take that and sort of pay it forward and help others who might need help, whether it's financially or giving them support or sharing information with them. So, um, you know, I encourage you to do that and, and make sure you stay tuned. Look at utlradio.com for all the information about how you could submit your application for one of the $400 Visa gift cards. Well, Bob, do you have anything else? That's going to do it for me. No, no, no. Absolutely right. looking forward to a uh, fun weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. Yep. Labor Day. Uh, hopefully you're getting the four day weekend that uh, some some people are and uh, you'll enjoy the last. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. That's the way to live. You're going to live to your 110. That's right. But uh, so now I, you know, get, I want to thank get the board of directors. To vote for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you all for uh, for tuning in and for listening and for listening to this special program that we did this summer on a different note 
And, um, you know, again, your feedback has been so helpful and, and a lot of the comments and the follows and the likes. And so I, I want to thank you for that and, and encourage you to continue to communicate with us as we grow utlradio.com. Make sure that you're sharing this with your friends, families, and colleagues. That's it. That's going to do it. That's going to wrap up our special series of On a Different Note for the Summer. Stay tuned for new shows. Bob and I will be back on Monday for Week in Review. I will be back tomorrow with Rich Gasperi on Understanding Business. That's it. Have a great Labor Day. Enjoy. And, Bob, remember that there's power in understanding the law. You betcha. savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.